Dear listeners, Sairam and welcome to our radio series Fleeting Moments, Lasting Memories. In this series we bring you conversations with former students of Bhagwan schools and colleges. Today we bring you the second part of a three-part conversation with Mr. Raghuram Bhatt. Hailing from Mangalore in South Indian state of Karnataka, Raghuram Bhatt is a member of Team Radio Sai here at Prashantinilai. He hosts the live show Service Love in Action and produces radio documentaries, conducts interviews, records announcements and most importantly, Raghu is a detailed oriented audio editor who edits programs such as the very popular Fleeting Moments Lasting Memories series. Raghu's contribution to the team is invaluable but assumes greater significance in the light of the fact that he is differently abled. Despite being confined to a wheelchair due to quadriplegia, Raghu is a productive, creative and jolly member of Team Radio Sai. He has very little movement below the shoulders and very limited hand movement. These limitations do not come in Raghu's way to serve his Lord Sai. In this interview with Radio Sai's Karuna Munshi, he speaks of the life-shattering accident that marked the end of his physically fit and athletic life and of his journey where he had to draw on his tenacity to break barriers associated with physically challenged persons this is a three part conversation and today you will be listening to its second part in part 1 ragu shared how he came to swami's fold the alike days and brindavan days today in the second part he goes on to narrate the swimming accident in river chitravati and his fight for life and rehabilitation thereafter this interview was recorded on 15th march 2013 and then um, by the year you were in the third year of your bsc that's when you came to puttaparthi in november of 2005 yeah what happened then i was in my final year that was the year 2005 and i had finished first semester of the final year mm. and after first semester we have a short vacation for about two weeks it's called winter vacation it falls end of october and uh, first week of november. november yeah that was the year 2005 the occasion of swami's 80th birthday so i thought okay let me stay back this time let me not go home because it's swami's 80th birthday bhagwan's 80th birthday it will be a grand occasion and i thought less boys will stay back and uh, i'll get some chances to interact with swami and there may be some cultural programs in which i may get chance to participate but my parents wanted me to come back home there were two three reasons which was pulling me to go back home the first was that year my father had shifted our house from a native place to mumbai mm-hmm. so my mother father even sister had gone there sister had taken up a job there small job so the mumbai was pulling me even parents were telling come to mumbai it's nice place all those things there were some small small things also like father had bought a new computer a new refrigerator at home so i was always very fond of refrigerator cold drinks and ice creams so mother used to tell oh come come home there is some new things and one more attraction was that year diwali the festival of diwali fell during winter vacation mm-hmm. 
and many boys had gone home mm-hmm. to celebrate diwali festival with their parents so that was also an attraction for me but uh, i thought no i should stay back because it is bhagwan's 80th birthday mm-hmm. and um, it will be a glorious event once in a lifetime it comes so i told my parents please this time let me stay back i'll come back during summer it's just 6 uh, months later then they told okay you stay back so i stayed back there were about 15 of us who stayed back we had two weeks of vacation every day we used to go for darshan and it was normal uh, we got many chances to give letter to swami and we had close sessions of swami but swami never interacted with me and there was no cultural programs as such we celebrated the function of diwali in puttaparthi with the who were were there boys then it was last day of uh, the vacation november 8th so it was a tuesday we went for swami darshan in the morning we had swami darshan and we came back then one of my friends whose house was in puttaparthi who was from puttaparthi told us that after many many years the river chitravati is flowing then he told us let's all go to chitravati to see the chitravati river flowing after many many years i guess they had a good monsoon that year that's yeah. why the water had come yes but there was a strict rule that no prindavan boy should go outside ashram so we thought no we can't go then he told let's ask warden's permission uh, that time warden was narsimurthy sir prindavan warden so few boys went to narsimurthy sir and asked permission for all of us to go to chitravati river and it was last day of vacation from next day the college starts then sir told okay you all go no problem you all stayed back so you all go and come back then we all went to chitravati river it was flowing it was all nice we started walking in the river and we started splashing water on each other we went little inside interior area where the water was little deep at least up to the waist level then we were splashing water on each other and we were all wet like only few boys got into water few boys were just standing on the bank of the river and were watching then we thought okay anyhow we are wet let us start swimming the monkey mind as we called was very active of all of us started swimming and it was nice we were having a lot of fun were you a good swimmer yeah i knew swimming because mm-hmm. in alike there was a swimming pool and they used to teach us swimming i see i was not a good swimmer but an average Managed, swimmer huh? So we all started swimming and then after that the next step we sort of diving into the water. So we all stood in a line and one boy dived into water. He was short at height. So he dived nicely with his head down like a swimmer. Hmm. Then another boy jumped into water with his legs down. He didn't dive. Maybe he was scared. Then next was my turn. and i think it was because of my height i am very tall 6 feet hmm. i didn't judge the depth properly even though it was the water was waist deep and i dived into water and my head hit the ground as soon as my head hit the ground there was an excruciating pain on my neck and immediately my hands my legs stopped functioning and there was absolutely no movement and sensation below my neck 
and I was just inside water on the ground lying. I came to know that something has gone wrong, but I never thought it will be so serious. And I started thinking about Swami, praying to Swami, Swami, please take care if something has gone wrong. I am sorry for this. I didn't touch the water level properly. But I didn't open my mouth because I was inside water on the ground. Then my friends were there around me and uh, they saw that I'm not coming out. So one of my friends held my shirt and he pulled me out. And I told him, see, I don't have any movement below my neck. I can't move my hands and legs. So please take me to the bank. Then I told him, I'm having a lot of pain on my neck. Please hold my neck. So all boys came to me and they took me to the bank of the river. So did your head hit the sand or a stone in the water? That's what later Swami had himself told that it hit a stone in the I water. See. There must have been something at the mm. bottom of the That's river. what Swami told later. So I was lying on the bank, sa- of the river. bank of the river in the sands. And all boys were very, very scared. Very, very tensed. But we all thought, okay, something has gone wrong. Maybe something like oxygen supply mm. has stopped. So it will come back after some time. Because of that, there is some numbness. That's what we thought. So I was lying on the sand for 5-10 minutes. Nothing happened. Then they tried to make me sit. And when I sat, there was a shooting pain on my neck. I just couldn't bear it. Mm-hmm. I told, no, no, I'm not able to sit. Please make me lie down again. So they made me lie down again. And um, then boys thought, okay, this is something serious. So one boy went and called an auto rickshaw. And again, we had gone little deep inside the river, so auto rickshaw couldn't come to the place where I was. It had to stop at around 50 meters from the place where I was lying. So boys had to carry me till the auto rickshaw. And there were few dobies, the washermans who were washing clothes. So one of the dobies uh, gave one blanket. He laid it on the ground and I was made to lie on the blanket and they all carried the blanket because it will be easier to carry. Mm. So I was taken to general hospital and in general hospital doctors, everyone came rushing and I was made to lie on a stretcher and then doctors asked what happened. Then the boys explained and they asked me what what's happening with you. Then I told I have shooting pain on my neck and there is no movement below my neck. And then doctors immediately sensed that it is a spinal cord injury, a neuro problem and the neurology department in Swami Super Specialty Hospital was at Bangalore Whitefield Hospital, not at Puttaparthi. So they all immediately planned to take me to Bangalore Whitefield Hospital. That time Dr. Sara Pawan was there. He immediately put some cast around my neck so that during the journey my neck won't move much and it won't cause further injury, further damage because we should be careful. Hmm. Then I was lying on the stretcher. We were waiting for ambulance. Then something strange happened, like the doctors told all boys to chant Sai Gayatri. Mm-hmm. And they all started chanting Sai Gayatri and I became a little scared. Why they're chanting mm-hmm. Sai Gayatri? Mm-hmm. And uh, one doctor came, he took off my pant and also with a scissor he cut my sh- shirt. Mm-hmm. And they put a bedsheet around me. Like when I saw these developments, slowly I was sensing the severity of the injury. Mm-hmm. Like till that time. I didn't think that it will be so severe. Mm. Even later also, I never thought that it will be so severe mm. for at least six months of time. I was then made to lie on the ambulance. Then immediately, 
Narsimurthy sir and uh, Padmanabhan sir, they came running to me and told me that Swami has sent you Vibhuti. Hmm. Vibhuti Prasadam. And they put it on my mouth. Hmm. And I was like very, very happy. I cried that day. I remember. Tears were flowing from my eyes. Swami is thinking about me. Swami has sent me Vibhuti. I was very happy. And then I was taken to Bangalore hospital in an ambulance. My classmates Dilip and Kiran accompanied me. And also Narahari sir who is uh, HOD of chemistry department in Vrindavan. He also accompanied me. And the journey was very, very tough one because there was a lot of pain in my neck. Even slightest movement used to give me shooting pain. So the driver of the ambulance was taking the ambulance very slowly and it took, I think, four or five hours to reach there. Mm. And when we reached there, there, all doctors were already informed that one student is coming with a spinal injury to the hospital. It was night time and doctors were ready there waiting for me to come. And I was shifted to one more stretcher. Then they asked my friend, has he passed urine? Then they told, no. So they put a catheter for me. And that was something very, very new for me, like a catheter. All this development slowly made me realize the severity of the injury. Mm. Like, why do I need a catheter? And how old were you at that time? Yeah, I was 19 years, 6 months old. Oh. Fag end of my teenage. Mm. Then I was immediately taken to ICU. And I was there in ICU. My full body was very stiff and numb and there was no movement. And I was alone in the ICU. There were nurses and ward boys who used to attend me and doctors also. Were your parents informed by then? Yeah. By then, it seems my parents were informed and next day they came to the hospital. And again, it seems Swami had sent Vibhuti for me. To Whitefield also? Yeah. Through somebody. I don't know whom. So I was constantly praying to Swami and taking Vibhuti. In fact, I remember during the entire journey from Puttaparthi to Whitefield, I was constantly thinking about Swami and chanting Sai Ram, Sai Ram, Sai Ram when I was in ambulance. And even in ICU also, I was constantly thinking of Swami. It was November 8th, so there was 15 days for Swami's 80th birthday. So every day I used to count days. Oh, there is 15 days, 14 days more, 13 days more. I'll be fine, I'll be fine. I'll be able to attend Swami's 80th birthday like that. I was thinking, surgery was done on my neck and a collar was put. Inside the ICU, I was in a state of semi-consciousness. Since my body was very stiff, I was feeling very uncomfortable inside the ICU. I used to call the ward boys and sisters and tell them to change my sides, this side, that side. Somehow to feel some comfort. So the next day, the ward boy, he gave me a sponge bath and brushed my teeth. Hmm. Like, it was all new for me, hmm. like a sponge bath. You were such an active, athletic, independent young man yeah. a day before. Sudden drastic change. Yes. What was the operation they performed? What had happened is, uh, due to the dive, my C5, C6 cervical bones had compressed and there was a fracture on oh, the spinal cord. So, the nerves around the spinal cord got damaged. But we could heal the fracture of the spinal cord. So that's the surgery they did. It seems they put a titanium plate and released the compression. And that was the surgery and there was a collar around my neck. So the fracture healed but uh, nerves got damaged. And because of that uh, the paralysis below my shoulder 
in fact initially i didn't have hand movements also yes but slowly i regained my hand movements at least your arms are free but yeah. your hand has limitation of yeah, movement i am not able to lift my hand oh, it see. seems my triceps is zero uh-huh. but biceps is good that's what physiotherapists say but then you have limited finger movement and hand movement in fact there is no finger movements absolutely but then how do you edit with the, maybe the listeners should hear uh, what dexterity and divine grace come together to allow you to edit audio files which are so complicated well maybe we can talk about it when you talk about the radio sai yeah, chapter of your so after the first operation obviously you didn't make it to bhagwan's 80th birthday oh no in fact my parents were fully devastated and uh, doctors gave them hope of just 10% recovery in fact dr a segde it seems he told that he will be like this like a vegetable throughout his life he won't be able to even sit on a wheelchair that's what it seems he had told and also just 10% recovery but by swami's grace i have recovered so much and even now i am slowly improving that's what i feel after the surgery i was shifted to ward then the doctors told see that's it this is what we can do now we have to undergo rehabilitation physiotherapy etc and pray for the best hmm. so we had to go home but we didn't know where to go like i never wanted to leave swami and go anywhere so they gave me accommodation in gokulam which is in brindavan hmm. the guest house of brindavan campus mm-hmm. so i stayed there with my parents for how long I stayed there for one month, mm-hmm. but I developed a bed sore on my buttocks area, uh-huh. a very huge bed sore, and immediately I was taken to Whitefield Super Specialty Hospital, and there the doctors were removing the dead skin from the bed sore on my buttocks, and they just went on removing that. They went on till the bones. It seems they could see the bones. It was uh-huh. so severe. Mm-hmm. then they told you get admitted in general hospital at whitefield mm. and there they will look after you for the bed sore and they will also give you physiotherapy mm. so after that i stayed in general hospital for 9 months i was inpatient there a physiotherapist used to give me regular exercises that is physiotherapy he is padmanabhan very nice guy in fact he was very friendly with me he was like a friend to me and he took extra interest on me mm. if i can say i am very grateful to him they were also dressing the bed sore and after 9 months the bed sore healed 80% but the last 20% never healed because i used to sit on a wheelchair right yeah so there was some pressure which was falling on it yeah so it never healed still my 6th semester was still remaining pending yeah yeah pending to complete the bsc mm. so it seems narsimurthy sir had asked swami about me about my education next then swami told let him complete his bsc so i was very happy so i had to again start going back to classes in the november one year had passed ah, since one, then one year had passed yeah so 9 months i was in general hospital whitefield mm, one month in gokulam yeah and then two months in the super super special hospital. hospital so it was the month of october mm. and i had still one month before i resume my college so narsimurthy sir told this one month you go to a rehabilitation center and that time in bangalore the best rehabilitation center was the manipal hospital even though it was expensive mm. so one month i stayed there they tried lot of things 
they made me stand on a standing table and i used to stand every day like standing table it's like a bed and i will be made to lie down You're on it you're belted that. on it uh, i'll be strapped on it and hmm. it comes to 90 degree okay so that way your circulation uh, improves towards your feet and yeah. stuff circulation and it's also for bone strength bone strength okay, okay. they made few splints for me the occupational therapist it was in manipal that i learned how to type even without finger movements hmm. they made a splint it's called palm pocket hmm. and it will be put on my palm mm-hmm. and a pencil will be attached to it mm-hmm. so i had to just tap the keyboard with the pencil yeah with the pencil mm-hmm. so initially i used to do that i tried a lot it was very very slow and very very difficult for me to do that but i never gave up i always kept trying that because it was the only thing that i could do mm-hmm. on my own it is typing then they taught me a lot of exercises with weights and all those things and uh, even in general hospital they used to give electric stimulation for different parts of my body so that also they continued and one month rehabilitation was over it was good then again i was back to gokulam and from there i went to college classes every day in fact uh, i feel very proud that i could complete the semester i'm very grateful to swami for that swami students helped me a lot at home my mother sister and father took care of me my mother used to give bath change my clothes clean me my mother did a lot of sacrifice for me in this 7 years i have understood what a mother's love is mm. in fact it's the greatest love the purest form in fact even at rehabilitation center i had seen other patients few poor patients they were younger than me but their mother used to take care of them very lovingly mm. they were like me and one patient they didn't have a wheelchair his mother used to carry the boy mm. all the way and it was really nice i mm. really understood what a mother's love is children are part of mother's body right yeah. so the mother's love is really very selfless and pure that time i realized that yes mother is god matru devo bhava only god can do such things and god in the form of mother can do that no one else can do what a mother can do for her children so at home i had uh, the comfort love of mother sister and father they never made me feel that i am something different and handicapped whatever i wanted they did nights i was not getting sleep so they used to be awake whole night also i can't change my sides so every half an hour i used to feel very uneasy and uncomfortable so i used to tell them change my sides change my sides they did all that i wanted and they still do right at yeah, night yeah even now they do it and so you managed to complete that the last semester and you got yourself a bsc degree yeah i started going to classes mm. in fact all my teachers and classmates and boys were very happy that i am back to college even though i had a very critical injury so you went in a wheelchair yeah i went in a wheelchair the two two boys every day they used to come home shift me from bed to wheelchair push the wheelchair all the way from gokulam to the class and they used to make me sit inside the class since i didn't have finger movements but in the rehabilitation they had taught me how to hold a pen mm-hmm. again for that also they made a splint and uh, 
it's like a holder which will be attached to my fingers and a pen will be attached to it so in the class i used to just keep scribbling in a book i used to try to write whatever i could and i wrote but the handwriting was not so legible it mm. used to be big so i couldn't write exam with that that's what sir told but boys helped me a lot in fact few boys they didn't write notes for themselves but they wrote notes for me and they used to give me and i also was very cooperative with them and i had that fighting spirit in me i never gave up for anything no compromise on the first day itself ravi kumar sir had told me see ragu you came to the college but see how much you can bear don't take too much stress you need not attend all the classes you see how many classes you can attend and slowly you can increase the duration but i never compromised i used to attend all the classes i went on attending the 0 or 6 stars everything it was all swami's grace swami is the one who had given me the will power to do it and it was the cooperation of swami's boys and also of my parents and sisters at home which never made me feel that i was different and i was handicapped which always made me feel that i was same like others and because of this even i also studied very well in that sixth semester in fact if i if i can say in all three years the sixth semester was the one when i studied the most mm. <laughs> and even my gpa also in all three years in all six semesters the sixth semester gpa was my highest of all the semesters wow, you really rose like you know how they say the tea bag brews the best when it's covered with boiling water mm. so i guess in those difficult circumstances you really rose to the occasion mm. what were your subjects ragu mathematics major subject and the other ancillaries maths physics chemistry no in third year we had only mathematics uh-huh. and computers computers yeah. okay there were few papers in mathematics i see now there was a question how will i write exam yeah like i left it to swami my thinking was like take one step swami will take the rest of the steps 100 steps or 1000 steps or whatever it is my duty was just to go to classes attend the classes read well the exam part swami will take care that's what i was thinking even subramaniam sir who is the hod of mathematics department he helped me a lot in fact he used to come to gokulam to teach me on many days in fact actually when i was at general hospital whitefield that time itself he used to come to hospital and teach me topology numerical analysis and all those things that time i didn't start attending the classes but still he used to come and take the extra trouble and teach me in fact i don't think anywhere in the world any teacher will do that mm. only swami's teachers can do it so writing exam again subramaniam sir arranged for a scribe that is a person to whom i will dictate the answer and he will write and that too the scribe was arranged in the last minute so we couldn't practice anything just we went to the exam hall and the sir told you can take extra time if you want and i just started dictating and we didn't take any extra time at all for any exams when i look back i don't know how i dictated maths yeah that's it's, what i'm wondering it's very difficult to dictate maths because you have to do the problem you yeah. have to solve it yourself in fact in numerical analysis it's all about calculations hmm. we are allowed to use a calculator and there used to be lot of calculations and i used to dictate everything to him and he also cooperated well with me the boy was from outside college there were some rules that the boy should be two years junior to you and mm-hmm. he should be on the same field so that when we say sigma gamma or all mm. those things he should he understand he will know the symbols yeah right so that's how i 
completed my bsc degree i was very happy and satisfied mm. that i could do it by swami's grace then next was msc i wanted to continue my education here at prashant nilam campus for msc degree so we came to puttaparthi but that time vice chancellor sir told us that since you are in a wheelchair and you can't write the exam msc will be difficult for you to do because the classes are also in the second floor you can't go there there will be a lot of seminars that you will have to give there will be a lot of exams monthly exams even the course will be tough for you that's what he told so he told you go for rehabilitation some more rehabilitation at that time we were slightly disappointed and dejected that i couldn't continue my studies it was uh, 2007 april or may after my bsc mm-hmm. so then next was the treatment so we found out that cmc hospital in velour is one of the best rehabilitation center in whole asia so we thought of going there and i was admitted there when we met doctor for rehabilitation when we consulted the doctor he first saw my bed sore and he told first the bed sore should heal only after that we can give you any rehabilitation because otherwise if the bed sore doesn't heal then it's very risky in future so he told we'll make a surgery we'll operate on it the same one that had been operated before yeah it was not operated before it was just cleaned up cleaned up treated then the doctor told if we do the surgery you'll have to lie down on your stomach for one month one full month 24 hours oh. you won't be allowed to even change your sides then i told okay what was swami's will then surgery was done on my bed sore which was on my buttock area and i had to lie down on my stomach for one full month in the hospital like i was lying on my stomach and everything was on bed brushing shaving eating eating drinking facing down yeah on so my stomach difficult. facing down sponge bath toilet everything was on bed and that too i had very limited movement of hand and i couldn't turn my neck also so even for turning neck i had to call my mother mm-hmm. and tell her to turn my neck that's what my mother has done lot of sacrifices in fact there were days when she never slept she couldn't sleep because mm-hmm. of me because i'll keep calling her and tell her to change my sides turn my neck and so on and she has been feeding you and cleaning you yeah, feeding since. me everything after one month the bed sore healed and i was back on wheelchair and there was rigorous physiotherapy training for 3 months and during those 3 months i learned many things writing typing my typing speed increased they made lot of splints gadgets since i don't have finger movements i can't hold even a glass mm-hmm. so they made a gadget to hold a glass to hold a spoon for spoon they attached a holder so that i can hold a spoon even for the brush they attached a holder so that it can be fixed to my hand and with my minimal hand movement i can brush on my own so rehabilitation is it's not that they cure the patient but it's that they make the patient as much independent as possible mm. so that is rehabilitation when i was in uh, cmc hospital velour for rehabilitation program that time i came to know about the founder of the rehabilitation center in cmc her name is dr mary vargis 
she was also a physically challenged person it seems after she finished her mbbs she along with her friends went for a picnic in a car and she met with a car accident which caused her a spinal cord injury and so she was paralyzed below her waist the case was called paraplegia then she was bedridden for some time and that time she found that india lacks a rehabilitation center there is no proper treatment for spinal cord injured patients so she decided to start a rehabilitation center in india and now that rehabilitation center is the cmc rehabilitation center in velour which is one of the best rehabilitation center in whole asia well mary vergis is an inspiration for all she is no more now but in her final stages of life she tells something which is very profound she says i prayed to god for legs to walk but he gave me wings to fly like what this means is god knows the best what to give us he gives us what is good for us and what is best for us four months of rehabilitation was over it was the month of november and uh, i always wanted to come to puttaparthi and didn't want to go anywhere and we all decided that we will stay in puttaparthi because there was no other treatment for my injury swami is a divine doctor and only he can cure me so we had completely surrendered to swami and we decided to stay here at puttaparthi with your family yeah but my father always wanted me to go back to our native place but we somehow convinced him and later he agreed and so from then on we are staying at puttaparthi Raghu, do you ever wonder why did this happen to me? What went wrong? What if I hadn't stayed back? What if I hadn't gone swimming? Do those thoughts go through your mind? Frankly speaking, when I was in hospital, my friends used to come to me who were Swami students and even teachers used to come to me and all were giving me inspiration. They used to make me watch inspirational movies. They used to tell me inspirational stories. Mm-hmm. and all this inspired me a lot in fact that time i heard about the tennis player arthur ash he was suffering from a deadly disease and one of his fans told him after all why god did this for you mm-hmm. and he writes back that 50 million children start learning tennis 5 million children learn professional tennis and like that he gives some statistics mm-hmm. and he says 5000 children come to grand slam mm-hmm. 50 enter the wimbledon four get qualified for semi final two come for the finals and when i won the wimbledon trophy mm-hmm. and was holding it i never asked god why me mm-hmm. so when i never asked god why me at that time why should i ask god why me when i am at pain mm-hmm. so when i heard this i related it to swami's teachings like swami also says very mm-hmm. often you have three good fortunes one is to be born as human being mm. out of 8.4 million species mm. in the world mm. secondly is to be born as human being when the avatar has manifested himself on earth in the form of human being mm. and the third good fortune is to know that he is god in human form mm. in fact somebody also told that there is another good fortune that you are chosen as his devotee very true so i never questioned why me at that time mm. so i thought yes whatever happens is good for us i should not question again why me when this has happened to me mm-hmm. let me take it positively and fight for it 
and get back by swami's grace so all this positive reinforcement and inspiration kept you on the right yeah. frame of mind due to my condition i got a catheter for passing urine it's called spc suprapubic catheter so once in every 3 months i go to swami super specialty hospital with my mother and few friends will be coming with me and there in the urology department we'll get it changed by the urologist this is every 3 months so once i'd gone to the hospital with my mother and uh, with one brother anand after changing i was just lying on one bed in a room in the hospital doctor told to wait for some time because he wanted to see if uh, catheter has been changed properly so doctor also was there in the room and he was working on a computer after some time he left the room then suddenly in the place of the catheter it started bleeding so we all panicked my mother panicked the brother who had come with me was also worried and he went out to call the doctor my mother was very worried she prayed to swami and she looked around to see if there is a swami's photo then when we were all tensed suddenly what happened is since the doctor was working on the computer and he had left after some time on the monitor swami's photo appeared with abhyasta actually it was a screen saver well when my mother saw this she became calm in fact we were all surprised this incident actually shows that swami is always there with us whenever we need him one may call this a coincidence but for me and my mother at that time it was an assurance by swami that he is always there on another occasion when we had gone to the hospital for changing the catheter that time i mother my colleague prem had come with me and one more brother darshan came to help me in the hospital so we were all waiting outside for doctor to call us so when we were all waiting outside my mother just wanted to sit on a chair so when she was about to sit her knee twisted and her knee got dislocated knee cap had fully come out of her knee so it was hanging then one sevadal held her leg and immediately prem and darshan went out to call the doctor after few seconds itself the doctor came running my mother was feeling excruciating pain on the knee because the knee had got dislocated and i was telling mother to chant swami's name and she was chanting swami's name but the pain was really terrible then the doctor came and he just turned the knee or did something and the knee was set all right immediately it happened the knee had got dislocated and immediately it was set right and mother was fine then the doctor told that when knee gets dislocated within few hours maybe 4 or 5 hours it has to be attended by a doctor otherwise a major surgery will have to be done on the knee so we thank swami for this and we were coming back that time prem was telling us whatever has to happen in our life will happen but when swami's grace and blessings are there on us it will happen smoothly swami's grace is like having an anesthesia effect so in this case the knee dislocation was destined to mother but it happened in the hospital so that we could call doctor immediately and it was set right immediately 
if at all the knee dislocation happened at home when only i and mother were there then it would have been a terrible tragedy because i can't get up off my bed and call a doctor and even mother at that time if she had a knee dislocation she also couldn't have moved so this instance also showed us that swami's grace is always there and it has an anesthetic effect where the pain is reduced a lot Sairam you just heard the second part of a three part conversation with Mr Raghuram Bhatt an alumnus of Bhagwan's university who is currently a member of team radio sai here at Prashanti Nilayan we hope you enjoyed it the third part of this conversation will be aired same day same time next week and in case you missed listening to part 1 of this conversation you can also download it from our site www.radiosai.org forward slash sai students and do send us your feedback and comments on this and you can reach us through email and our email id is listener@radiosai.org thank you and sai ram